I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pants. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Big day. Fun day. Fun day. Big day. You know, this is, these are things that Pants has dreamt of. Well, you get to meet a family member. You've only met my mom. And you've met my cousin, Sean. And I think that's it. Yeah, I've met a lot of your family, not all of your family. Um, you've met your more family. of my, yeah, you've met a lot more of my family than I have yeah. of yours. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like every time you meet a family member, it just becomes more and more clear. Who the hell your friend is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all kind of makes sense. It lines up. Right, right, right. Right. And you see, actually, like, don't you see me fall into some sort of personality that maybe you don't see all the time, like when I'm around my sister, like... Not so much with your sister. Oh, really? I feel like I turn into like the little the little sister out of nowhere. I was, yeah, actually, you do. You do. It's it's funny how family dynamics can can kind of, you know, infantize you. Shine a, a light. Bit. Yeah, you just... Well, you know, like you get around like your parents and you kind of become this different person and you get on the plane to go home and you're like, who the fuck? Like, I can't believe I resorted to being 14. Not like Mm -hmm. we have my mom on the line by any means, but, um, you know, but, you know, I've known, I've known, I've known my cousin since I was born. So she's, you know, God only knows what the hell she'll tell you. She's older than you, right? She's so you were, she was around when you were born. Yeah. Yeah. How old was she? Don't know. Maybe six. Okay. Questions we can ask. Yeah. Why don't you ask her? I mean, she okay, was, she, I, will. I, I, I can't, you know, I can't tell you her memory is going to be. That'll be my you know. intro. I'll go right into her age. I'm sure she'll like, love so that. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah. Things women love to talk about. Just um, for the record with this age yes. thing, I never have an issue telling my age because guess what? I don't either, but I don't, I don't really We're bring it up age. to people. I don't either, but also I'm not ashamed of it. Kate, we know. What? We know your whole take. And mine too. We don't care. Don't care. I don't think she gives a shit either. We're lucky to be alive. Yeah. Precisely. We are lucky to be alive. I'm sure she doesn't. We are all alone. So, yeah. We're what? We're all alone? We're all on loan. We're all on loan. 
Like oh, we're online. lucky to be here. Yeah. No, I understand. All right. Let's let's not waste any more of our time. Everybody, right, we're bringing on Kate's cousin, Gwyneth Paltrow. Here she comes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, cousin. Hi, cousin. This is my best friend, Leisha. How are you? I'm good. Do we look like, do, are we twins? With our we glasses? are so twins. Bit. Except we I'm, are so I have gross, wet <laughs> hair. So you look much more glamorous than I do. I forgot to brush mine for you. So you're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm moving today. So I have like boxes and, but you know what? Oh my this God. is priority. Where are you going? I went back to my house in the valley. I'm in the hot valley. Is it like 110 degrees? It's yes. exactly. It's, yes. 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 But it's okay. I'm happy and I'm back and life is good. Great. Where were you? Where did you decamp? I was in decamp. <laughs> I was living with my girlfriend because she lives closer to where we shoot our show. So it was like a really convenient like commute. But I don't know. I like it over here. Did you here. break up? No, she came oh. with me. <laughs> I'd be all like crying today, unpacking and crying. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Just like the shittiest point in my life. Hey. Oh my God. Gwen, you're the first um, relative that we've had on this show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm very honored. How, why did I make the cut? Well, I mean, you're an honorary lesbian, so we figured why not. True. We know you're a longtime listener of Pants, so we yes. thought. Yeah. Huge listener of Pants, so we figured, <laughs> hey, let's give the, you know, your publicist was calling us off the hook, and we were like, oh, we got a booker. Let's just get it done. Um, and uh, and what else, Leash? Well, okay, so everybody wants to know about your relationship, like the cousin relationship. Like, okay, I have a qu- couple of questions. Kay. Were you around when Kate was born? So when Kate was born, we were actually living back in Los Angeles. So we moved back to New York City when I was 11. So how old were you when I was 11? I'm 48 and you're 40. 43. So what? There was a six year difference? Yes. Yeah. So she was, I can't do math. You were like six or seven. Okay. Something like that. Six or five, five or six when we moved back. Yeah. And then, and then I got to see Kate a lot more all holidays and special times and everything. Yeah. Didn't we have a thing in a childhood where we would spend a holiday at someone's house? I think you guys had Christmas. We had Thanksgiving. Hillary, Dottie and Harry had Easter. That's right. That's nice. You guys broke it up. So no one had it all the time. Exactly. It's really sweet. Jersey and New York. It was really fun. It was fun. Who did what? Who did Thanksgiving? Who's good at that one? That's my favorite. We did. Philly, Philly, Thanksgiving in Philly. Mary cooked? Uh, or did sure. she like get it? Something, oh, someone it. cooked. Oh my God. She someone was cooked. so fabulous with her cigarette, long cigarettes and, oh. you know, casually stirring something and <laughs> s- wearing some amazing, like some combination of a house dress and a, and yes. a black tie. Yes. <gasps> oh How my great God. is that? Stirring what? A drink or like the mashed potatoes? A drink. drink. Okay. I didn't know if she was like pretending to cook or something. No, 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 no. No, it was always a little cocktail clink, clink in the glass. She was so fabulous. She still is fabulous. She's still doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, We know. That's why we worship her. 
<laughs> yes, we spent every holiday. Um, yeah, we spent every holiday. We did that. We did the holiday rotation for a while. Then you guys moved back to LA full time. Yeah. And then we came back and then I don't know. Right. We, we were, we spent a lot of time. I remember the, I think the last, the last time we did a holiday was at my townhouse when I was like a grown up. Yes. Remember that? I do. That was, um, yes. I, yes. I think that was a um, Christmas dinner and I cooked. Mm-hmm. Are you good at cooking? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding? <gasps> That's She's amazing. the best cook. I'm a good cook. Not the best, but I'm good. And your yeah, dad was there. And oh my God, Kate's dad was the greatest person ever. I sadly he never cool met guy. him because we had just met. Uh, Kate and I just met around that time. I mean, just the most like elegant, fascinating kind so patrician and like wonderful and such an artist like what a great his paintings blow my freaking mind i know i i think well i well first of all i think on that holiday you mentioned that was the last christmas bruce and bill were together yeah at your place and as for having some of his art mary won't give anything away However, um, there was a pile of his sketches that Aunt Dottie had somehow. And I think the family like ruffled through them and took all the good ones. So now I just have like the after effects. So I have mm. a few of his little like kid sketches hung up in the house, but you'll get them. Do you have a decoy? Yeah, I have my, I was allowed one. God, those are, I don't have one, but I'm planning on stealing one from Bly the day. Mary's got him off. No, listen, I promise you when I become into possession, you can have free reign. You can have more than one. I just want one. Can I point something out to you? <laughs> Lisha, One's is good. that yeah. you, you, everybody calls Kate's mom, Mary, except inexplicably, my brother and I call her Aunt Reen. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> and my no, mother too. You must have said it when you were kids and then they never fixed it. They were just like, roll, roll with that. Where did Reen come from anyway? I never understood it. I have no idea. But her name is Mary. Her name is not Reen. (laughs) Yeah, but her nickname is Reen in the side of the family. I feel like Dottie ventures back and forth, calls her Reen, Mary, Reen, Mary. I've heard that happen in like conversation back and forth a bunch of times. You guys have to explain to everyone how you're cousins because everyone's probably like, I don't get it. My dad is her mother Blythe's uh, older half-brother. That's why I'm a Menig and I'm not a Danner because um, oh, different yeah. fathers, same mothers. I always forget that he was a half-brother of my mom. Yeah, I, but they were raised together because yeah. he, he was like 18 or 17 when, when your mom was born. So he was there and like helped raise her. They were very much brother and sister. Like I, yeah. I always forget the half part, but of course. Me too. Where did they grow up? Outside of Pennsylvania. I mean, outside of Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Yeah. And the main line in Rosemont. Oh, in oh, Rosemont. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. There's the Philly thing, Kate. Well, that's why you didn't uh, even know why, why you were there the whole no. time. <laughs> <laughs> the violin shop was there. I figured that's why I was there. I never cried any further. Oh, the violin <laughs> shop. The violin oh shop was so amazing. That was like, we, that was a big thing we always looked forward to when we went to, to Philadelphia yep. is to go to the violin shop and watch him work. It was so cool. Yeah. It was like Santa's workshop. Mm-hmm. I bet. 
Yeah. Was there like a secret back room or anything? I'm like imagining a kid's fairy tale. The whole place was. It was Mm -hmm. just like something at a time. It was something out of it, like a Charles Dickens novel. That's what it looked like. Totally. It was neat. It was super neat. It was super neat. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands? And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things and it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we we didn't want to like have you come on here and do an interview because you do enough of those and we're not good at them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As you might be get, getting a whiff of here right now. Exactly. So this kind of turned into like an advice, an advice podcast because people call in with questions and maybe they want to listen to us. And I love it. We've, we figured, you know, we have our take, but it would be refreshing to hear your take. You might have a totally different outlook on something. Yeah. Ask me anything. Right? Because cool. we're all girls. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm an a, open book. a large girl audience. <laughs> yeah, is, exactly. Exactly. So with that being said, that's what we thought. We have no idea what these, we all, these are new for us every time. These questions, they just call in. Yeah. This is so great. They call in like it's 1989 yeah, we have like a, and it's a exactly. radio station. Yes. They leave a message. No, they're not going to be live. They're pre-recorded questions. We oh. just haven't heard them yet. Oh, that'd be Fun. really cool if we had like a live thing, but then you never know what you're going to get and it could get scary. Nah, we're all in We're What are they going to do? What are we scared of? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's hear it. What is it? Hello. Hi there. This is Emily calling for advice for help. I have long been on a campaign for Gwyneth to adopt me because I feel like I need your, your guiding hand. I live like a garbage monster. I'm surrounded by Coke cans, fully drunk, 
I don't know what I'm doing. The classiest thing I own is the This Smells Like My Vagina Candle with Heretic. So thank you for helping me pretend to be an adult. But I need, I, I want, I want the Gwyneth life. I want it in theory. I cannot execute it. Please. What, how do I, what are the small steps I can take towards being someone who knows what they should be doing to live a longer, happier, healthier life? Thank you all. You're all wonderful women. Bye. Did she say she was drunk all the time? She did. I would say, I know I'm just going to throw my advice in real quick. Maybe lay off the booze a little. Yeah. You know, start there. Mm -hmm. Second, I'd go Coca-Cola. Not so good for you, as we all know. Mm -hmm. Why would you do Coca-Cola? She said she has good for you. She said she had Coke cans everywhere. And she had Coke cans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, start she said she, water. she lives with a garbage monster, which <laughs> yeah. what is like one. What does that mean? Maybe she's just not very neat. But she has your candle and that's the one thing that makes her feel feel classy. You know, exactly. Okay, so how I would answer that question, I mean, honestly, what I would say is there are so many things that we can do, so many simple things that we can do that get us a little bit more connected with ourselves. And when we get a little bit more connected with ourselves, we know ourselves a little bit better. We know what our instincts are. We're probably a little bit more in integrity. And then that serves as like a building block to then, you know, amplify that feeling and make better choices. And it's, it's really simple. I mean, I think cutting out alcohol. So the only reason I would say cut out alcohol is because she raised it. So that says to me, Mm -hmm. she's worried about it or thinking about it. So if she hadn't said it, it wouldn't have come up. Right. But she brought it up. So I would say, okay, let's, you're right. Let's maybe let's, let's maybe try and let's make it doable and see how it feels. Right. Like maybe one month of no drinking, maybe one month of no sodas and drinking water instead and making a commitment you know, to maybe meditate in the morning for five minutes or just breathe a little bit or take a walk. Like there's so many simple things that we can do, but I, I really believe that food is a big part of it. Like if you are eating garbage, if you're eating a ton of sugar and processed foods and, you know, high fructose corn syrup, you're not going to feel good. You're just not. And so I always start with food and then try to become more mindful of like how I'm feeling in my body. And also you know, what, what are, what your truth is. Cause a lot of times we're living for other people and, or even like she's living with a lot of Emily sounds like you have a lot, quite a bit of, um, like shame around you, the current state of your life, which you shouldn't cause you're a perfect human being. We're all flawed and we all can be doing better. So I don't know. I think she sounds like she's on the right track because she's asking the question. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. So what is it like when people say, I want the Gwyneth life? Like, what do they mean? You must hear that all the time. Like, why do you have this perception of like the perfect? What is that? I don't know, because I'm deeply flawed and I'm not perfect in any way. I think what I am is like, I am constantly in the pursuit of being better. Like, I want to be a better mother, wife, cousin, sister, friend, cook, Like I want to be the best, you know, CEO that I can be. I want to be the best, whatever. Like, I think if you're doing, if you're, it's worth doing like, and that's just me. So I think maybe people get the idea that things are good, but 
I think it's just that I'm constantly in pursuit of my own optimization. Right. Right. And why not? Is it, I mean, that's what we should all be doing. Or not. Like, I think it depends. I mean, you know, it's nice to try to be a better person or like, I don't know. I just sort of feel like we are here one time in this body, in this life. And so I want to feel good in my body and I want to feel strong mm-hmm. and I want to try to like myself and change like some of that intrusive thinking that we all have. And like, I also think it's really fascinating just to see what we're capable of in terms of feeling good and feeling that autonomy in our, in our lives, you know, by the making choices that impact the way we feel like, so I'm constantly a guinea pig, I think for myself. Right. How do you, okay. So sorry, now I'm taking Emily's question. I'm like, going off different <laughs> roads here, but like, go ahead. The, the, no, the thing you were just saying about like the thought process, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very into this. Not like I think manifestation is like we have full control over that, but I do like positive thinking and trying to like, you know, guide myself in that direction all the time. But like shitty things happen in life, right? People we love die. Um, I mean, I could go on, we all, we all know the terrible things, but like, how do you like people that like suffer from depression or things that like, how, where do you think we find the control in that? Like when you say the thinking things, I, it really fascinates me personally. Well, I think it's case by case, right? And I think life, I mean, like the Buddha said, the first noble rule is to live is to suffer. That's that's what the Buddha said. Like to be in a human body on this earth, there's a ton of suffering. And the sooner that you accept that, the sooner you can kind of reframe it. And so it doesn't have to feel as much mm-hmm. as suffering. And and sometimes life is, is more than suffering. Like sometimes, you know, things are, are really, really hard to get through, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, and like my dad, Kate's uncle who adored her. He always, he said once, you know, I never met anybody in life that did not get hammered. Like we all get yeah. hammered at some point. And it's sort of how, how are we able to be resilient or not? Or how are we able to use whatever happens to us as a means of like a growth lever? Right. So you know, I think if people who are suffering, I always, like we all do, I always think that context is the most important thing, you know, like trying to understand the why behind the suffering and, and always trying to find cultivate gratitude. Cause that's a real antidote for that sad, depressed, demoralized feeling. And then some people mm-hmm. really need medication, you know, like some people have a, a chemical imbalance and they need interventions. And some people need interventions that are more, you know, alternative. Some need more allopathic, but yeah, I think we just have to, I think it's really about like how you frame things for yourself. Right. And like how you, there's a lot of power in the framing. Yes. I really like that. I do too. I'm going to take that. Yeah. I have my personal struggle all the time is grief. Like that, that's the thing I'm always like, what, you know, why did that person have to go? Why did, you know, I, I get stuck in the like loss and like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all, but then I, you mm-hmm. know, I go into gratitude of those people that I love and my relationships with them and what we had together. You know, I just try to always, like you were saying, reframe mm-hmm. into like beautiful memories. And have you had a lot of a little, yeah, I've had to, yeah. And you know, not to get personal in it right now, but like, yeah. And it's like, I'm, that's all for me. That's my hurdle. Like the, like when people pass away, like I'm always, I, I have to, a weird, like, 
I probably need like more spirituality or something to really understand like where they go and what's, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, we don't know, you know, like, yeah, we, we just have no idea no matter what. I mean, I think people who are more spiritual really do think that there's, you know, there's, you don't, energy can't be destroyed, you know, that we, we go somewhere, we are present somewhere. And I think that's a really nice thing mm-hmm. to believe. And that's mm-hmm. what I believe, but I don't know if it's true. <laughs> no, but it's comforting. It doesn't matter if it's true. It's true. Sorry. I went from like Emily's garbage pail life to like grief, but anyway, that's, Hey, that's pants. You bar- you really <laughs> you bogarted Emily's question, but it's okay. Well, it made me start the no. It's what you said. Like Frank, I like the whatever. No, All it was right. good. Let's hear from, <laughs> from another one of our listeners. <laughs> Hi, my name is Betsy, and I'm from New Jersey. Just wanted to ask a question for Gwyneth. Um, I know that your cousin is Kate, and um, would you ever like work with her in a, in a movie or like a show? Thank you so much. Bye. Want to be on the L word? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. I think we won't have scenes together, but I'm sure it would be an easy sell. <laughs> we, we, I don't. We couldn't have a love scene together. That would be no, really, just, that's all sorts of wrong. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> usually, scenes with me involve that, so which is why we probably wouldn't have scenes together. It's totally. <laughs> well, then that defeats the whole point. Uh, <laughs> But we could cross each other on the stages and wave and say hi. Well, Kate's hoping to work outside of the L word one day. (laughs) Well, that means that I would have to be in something willingly and then Kate would have to be in that. So there's a lot of ifs in this. Right. A lot. Right. Because you don't, you're not in, you're not, that's not your, that's not your scene anymore, is it? Not really. No. Yeah. 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 Once in a while, but very, very rarely. Right. It has to be special. You know, it's just like, I, I, I started this company and it just takes all my freaking energy and time. And, I'm sure. You know, so, yeah. and also I didn't, I don't know if I really loved it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I really, like, I really loved doing plays. I remember, but I don't really, I don't know. It was hard. Like I was always lonely and by myself somewhere on location mm-hmm. and, and like, it was so transient and I'm not sure, you know, I'm such a homebody and like, a, yeah. I like to be home yeah. and cook and like be with all my friends and my family. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day I'll want to do it again. And if I do, then we have to do something together. Perfect. It'll be the L word sequel. Okay. <laughs> It'll be the reboot of the reboot. Why did you like plays better? Cause it's live, like in front of an audience. It's so exhilarating. And I think the feedback is instant and it's like a big energy exchange and it's fun. It's like a big adrenal. Did you like the, did you like the routine of it as well? Like, you knew at 9 PM every night you'd be, you can go out to dinner with your friends. Yeah, that's true. So so fun. Except you really go out to dinner at like 1130. And so by the end of the play, you've gained about 40 pounds. (laughs) Totally. But at least you don't have to cancel your dinner reservations because you know that you will be out. that's what's great about it do you miss the acting part though like the actual craft of it or creatively or not really because you have so many other interests not really I really don't I mean you know like if I imit if I'm like imitating someone to my kids or something like that and they laugh I'm like yeah this is this was fun you know like and I'm like that's good (laughs) that's it 
<laughs> I'm like, that's, I got my hit, you know, it doesn't yes, have to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who you imitate now. It's just know, people they too. know. <laughs> or do you like famous imitations? And you're really good at you're a really good mimic. You're really good at it. You're re- like 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 an ace, an ace at it. It's one of my party tricks. I love when people can do that. I love a good I can't mimic. Can't do that. Yeah. It's enter- it's 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 choice. <laughs> Hi, Kate, Lisha, and Gwen. My name is Ashanti, and I'm a 19-year-old student from Temple University. And my question is for the three of you. What is a deal breaker when dating someone that would be petty to some, but you stand by it? Mine personally is if you go to a restaurant and don't order a vegetable and you're actively refusing it or just wearing socks to bed, I don't trust it. So let me know yours. I agree with her 100% on everything. Yeah. You got to eat, you got it. You can't refuse to eat vegetables just because just like mm-hmm. you can't, I used to say to my kids when they were little, you know, and they didn't want something, we had something called the no thank you bite. Like you had to try it and then you could say no, thank you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, try it it, first. so if someone's like, I don't eat this, I don't know. Yeah. I think that shows like a rigid person. Maybe you don't want to date that person. Mm-hmm. I would, if someone ate with their mouth open, Mm. I would ask for the check. I'd have to go. Oh my God. I, well, uh, welcome to our waspy family. If you did that, <laughs> you'd be chucked. <laughs> you'd be disowned. You're no longer a part of you. Shirt. <laughs> no chewing. No, I mean, bad table manners just in general. In general. It's just, you're gone. Bad table manners, number one, out the door. My mom was always about good table manners. So is mine and my dad's. Yes. So is, so, yeah. We had to learn how to set the table. We set it every night and like where everything went. Yep. Yeah. Same. Please. Uh, I think manners. Also, uh, you guys, let's talk about manners in general. Not well, even if someone table. doesn't say, if someone doesn't say please and thank you. Yes. That's what that's I mean. A, that's a, well, that's a major, that's but a those tell. two, th- those two, those two words, those, you know, yeah. that, that always pings me. Yes. If someone mm-hmm. is rude. To someone yeah. who is like helping them, that is the deal yes. breaker of all time. Like a server or something. That no, that's oh, I, That's our least favorite oh, thing. Oh, get on the up planet. and leave. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Never. I haven't had that experience. That's the times. kind of stuff that that really is a deal breaker for me because the other stuff. A lot of times, I feel like the stuff that's triggering about someone is really just the stuff that you don't like about yourself, mm. and. Or you're like trying to avoid intimacy or something, you know? So, oh. uh, y- you know, oh. it's like, oh, this person's uh, so... That's deep. That you, is know, deep. you know what I'm saying? But like, if it's like, I have bad manners or I'm chewing with my mouth open, that's just a deal breaker. But so if somebody was chewing with their mouth open, I wouldn't want to be intimate with them. That no. wouldn't be me like refusing it because I had an issue of that's a, intimacy. Right, that's what I'm I would saying. just be like, you gross me out. I don't exactly. want to be with you. But if they were like super, super nice to you and you were like, ew, this person's a stalker. Like, why are they so nice to me? That might be an indication that you had an intimacy issue. Mm. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Because yes, you're scared of someone who's actually giving you that attention. Giving you. Yeah. And, and wanting to like be there and like see right. you for you. So right. if you did, if you don't value True. yourself and someone else does, then you think that they're mm-hmm. weird and it's a deal breaker. Holy shit. Damn. 
Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> how do you really know if you value yourself? Like, how does one know that? I feel like I have a friend who I obviously think she does not value herself because I'm always like, no, you're amazing. You're like, I'm always having to, you know, people when they put themselves down a lot, like as a joke. But like self self de- there's the, the self deprecating so much to that you're level. always like no 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 yeah. you're this you're that you're this you're that like and I'm like why doesn't she know how awesome she is I know everyone else around her knows sounds but boring let's say it's not <laughs> <laughs> you mean to have to tell someone how great they are all the yes it's exhaust it's exhausting yeah also another thing. I mean, when someone can't, when someone can't accept a compliment. Yeah. That's, that's another one. All you have to do is say thank you and move on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hang on it. Just, but acknowledging it and not brushing it off. Like, no, no, I'm not. No, that's, that can, that is exhausting as well. Mm-hmm. My show choir teacher in high school taught us that, Kate. <laughs> the what? My show choir guy. Remember I was telling you about show how I was in show choir? Yeah. Where we danced and said, he, he was always like, if someone comes after a performance, uh-huh. comes up to you afterwards and compliments your performance do not say and eh, given all the give all the reasons no, you say thank you because then point. they have to do more so, work you just go thank you very much yeah it's just it's, why make it awkward for everyone just right thanks and move on agree yeah and boy was i flooded with compliments from my show choir performance <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the next one <laughs> Hi, Kate and Lisa. My name is Jamie. I live in Chicago. I love your show. It is the best part of my drive to work and the best drive home from work. I think you guys are hilarious. You both seem like you're very big into the planning and down to every little thing you do. I was wondering, what is the most spontaneous thing you guys have ever done? And would you do it again? Thanks. Again, calling from chicago and absolutely love you guys like spontaneous thing in life yeah what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done i did something super random once i mean it was my my friend my friend was going through a breakup this is like six years ago she was really sad she called me in the morning she's like i gotta let's go get on a roller coaster neither she's older than me i'm old we were like this is not something i ever do she and i was like like right now she's like i'm picking you up so we got in the car we went to six flags she valeted the car (laughs) we walked in we went on one roller coaster we left the park we got back in the car we came home (laughs) amazing you can valet at six flags yes and i didn't know she did it yeah respect and yeah. it brought us to like near death. That's what they do now with those roller coasters. They bring you yes. like, you're pretty much, you're at the at death's door and then they bring you back like somehow. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, we did it. We're gone. Would you do I it again? Know. No. The answer is no. Uh-huh. I hated okay. it. <laughs> what about you, Kate? I sometimes, I, I, I one time bought a motorcycle very spontaneously and I mm. thought, I'm going to get a motorcycle. And I just bought it. I no longer have it. I sold it because I got married and that's what you do. But I, it was not, I did not put a lot of thought into it. I just said, I like that. I'm going to get it and I'm going to drive it. Can I I tell you the whole time you had that, I was scared to death. And the day you sold it, I was so happy. You and Anna felt very similar. Because I always feel like you, I don't, it was too, like you didn't, I don't know. It wasn't, I'm glad you sold it. 
but that was it. What about you? I once was at my cousin on the other side, Marlene. Kate knows Marlene. Kate mm-hmm. knows my, my, my Jewish half as well. Yes. I was at Marlene's wedding and I was a bridesmaid. And I, after the wedding, it was in uh, Florida and I took off my bridesmaid's dress and went swimming in the ocean. That's amazing. amazing. Naked. During the wedding? During the wedding. Were you well, drunk? Like, well, as the they ceremony. Were exchanging no. vows. <laughs> the ceremony was over. The party was okay, going okay. on. Just checking. And uh, it was very fun. Were you just like, oh, I need to get, a, I need a moment alone. I was like, you know, 17 or 18 and thought I was all rebellious and cool and a free spirit. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, I'm glad on. that Osha didn't like sweep you out. I know. That, I, I, looking back, I was like, yeah, because I'm sure I had been drinking as well. It's really stupid. Sure. And then I jumped in. But yes, I would do it again, frankly. But that's what being 17 is all about. And that also sounds like fun. Wouldn't you it do that now, fun. though? Yeah, I would do it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Then I have to show my blumper and all my sagging parts. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're alone on an isolated beach while everyone else is at the yeah. reception. That's true. That's true. You know, I'm just talking like you alone. Wait for sunset. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, it was dark, but God, it's so true. Like, I, I guess I was like 17 or 18. And then since I've been about 22, I've been worried about paparazzi every time I'm outside. So, oh, yeah. I, right. I, yeah. So I probably that would take the spontaneity out of life thinking about it. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah would. That's true. That would take a lot of that would take a lot of fun out of life. Yeah. It's true. All right. Who's our next one? Yeah. Hi, guys. It's Jackie and Mel. Hi. Um, we need your advice on what to do when you're still sad over your ex after two years, because that's our current situation. Love you all. Love the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Wait, they're both getting over someone? That's great timing with your friend. Mm-hmm. If you're both mourning something. Were they in a thruple? No, I don't think so. She said they were both sad over. All right, let's. I think they went through two breakups simultaneously in their friends. Okay, so they're both sad about separate people. Okay. Yes. I think that's a blessing and a curse. Can I exactly? That's what I was going to say. They must be careful not to wind themselves up and keep talking about it. Yes, oh. I was in that once. You get into that vicious cycle with your other heartbroken friend and it's like everyone take in like you each like you go back and forth taking a turn over, well, this happened and they did this and no, but they did this and you're right. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's cyclical. And people get together over those things too. Like they maybe they ended up together. Yes. They well, mm-hmm. if they commiserating. Have it, maybe they will. They might. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. call back and let us know. So you think the reason mm-hmm. they're stuck still in this heartbreak two years later is because they're not allowing each other to get out of the cycle of talking about it. I mean, it can take, I, I once had a, a serious boyfriend. It took me like five years to get over it. So I mm. think it can, it can happen that these things are the healing can be really protracted for whatever reason. But I do think it is dangerous. Like Kate said, to be in a feedback loop with somebody else, because you just keep, I think in order to, make each other feel better and be a partner in it, you can end up exacerbating things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone mm-hmm. told me once a therapist was talking about trauma and they said, you know, sometimes it's important just to like let the path grow over, you know, and not constantly be like excavating, analyzing, like trying oh. to figure it out. 
you know, like there comes a point where it's good to put it down. Yep. Like after you really know that you've dealt with it. Right. Well, you do, but sometimes it takes self-control. Maybe you haven't dealt with it, but to keep digging into it, you're just perpetuating it. So just little things throughout the day to like get your mind off of it, to let, to move past it for Christ's sake. Right. But on the opposite side, if you don't deal with it, don't let it grow over because then you're just basically burying your feelings. You got to find them. You got to deal with it and then let it grow over. Right. Correct. And the most important part of any breakup, and nobody likes to hear this, but it's true, is like if you if you could imagine that the breakup was 100 percent your fault, how would you be responsible for it? Like, how could you? how could you be fully accountable for a breakup if you had to? Because Mm. if we get dumped, it's so easy for us to be hurt and like be in that victim consciousness and not like have to say, well, you know what, actually, like, I'm really impatient. I'm not a good listener. Like I'm really shut down. I'm, 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 you know, and it's always 50, 50. So if you're not being fully accountable or otherwise you're just, you'll just get in the same relationship again. Exactly. Right. That's really, that's, that's wise for sure. I thought you were going to say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone, but that's much deeper. <laughs> that's, I think that was Mae West who said that. That was, that was a pretty good one. That's kind of the best breakup advice ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, Kate and Lisa. Oh my goodness. I'm nervous about doing this. Um, my name is Alex and, um, I binge watched all of the first hour in the early pandemic days after my first ever girlfriend recommended I watch and have just been obsessed and in this world ever since. Love Generation Q. And I'm calling in with kind of a, a hard question to ask, I think, but I'm curious with how you deal with feeling insecure in relationships. I I've recently had to spend some time away from my girlfriend and I just, you know, get overcome with this feeling that like, oh my gosh, when I see her next, she's going to break up with me. And it's not super logical, but I feel like insecurity is so normal and everyone deals with it. And I'm just curious about what y'all have done in the past to move through that. I mean, you know, it's tough because when you outsource your stability and sense of self and stuff to another person, then it's, it's dangerous. Like, I think you have to always be at a place in life where you know, you're okay, regardless of if you're with someone or not, because otherwise, otherwise it's too much. It's, it's, you're making it all too tenuous and, and fragile. And it's too much energy on the other person because it's all, it, it's like, it's all on their shoulders to make. Yeah. Well, too, you're giving them too much power. It's like they hold them- your happiness, your sadness. Like you're always, it's like, there's a mistrust. Like, oh no, if they do that, I'm, uh, but you're right. Mm-hmm. If you have a sense of self and a sense of feeling okay, regardless, you, she would feel probably a lot more stable. That's what she has to work on. Just loving herself. Yeah. But I'd say like to do that, it takes little steps. And I, my suggestion would be just to do something little for yourself every day that makes you feel good, whatever that may be, and build on that every single day. Just don't rely on your partner for that, please, because you're going to push her away. 
And um, you're going to feel even worse if the relationship, you know, kind of falls mm-hmm. apart with that sort of energy behind it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I also don't think yes. it's the other person should be left to have that responsibility. <clears throat> not at all. That's yeah. No, not at all. But that 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 will push someone away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like, you know, with all due respect, it's not terribly attractive to, you know, when you're with someone and they're always looking at you for validation. Jesus, like it's, it's not, it doesn't, and nor is it healthy Mm -mm. and nor will it, will it sustain itself? It's, there's a, there's a, there's a clock on that one. So. Yeah. It's like you end up manifesting your worst fear, right? Exactly. Exactly. She's just got to love herself and know that she's awesome. And, and, and have her boundary and not, mm-hmm. not worry about that. Mm-mm. And do something that makes you feel good. However small, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think just, that's great advice, you. right? I think that's really good advice, Kate. Like it's so simple and it's like, but it really, that connects you to yourself. If you do something that makes you feel good. And then you're like, Hey, I am, I, I am yeah. a self with a heart and a brain and I'm in my body and I don't need to outsource all my, yeah, you get confidence, self-esteem. It's, it's like, I look at it like exercise. It's like, okay, I want to be this. I want to look like this. It's like, well, you won't look like that tomorrow. So do something every single day to build to that and have some patience and you're going to feel better. And that's how I kind of look at it. This somewhat similar little things, little building blocks. What do you do to feel good every day? Myself? Yeah. But I love boxing. As you know, I love going into the sauna. I drink a lot of water. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I do every, I, I actually am doing my best to limit social media use because that like sucks out my brain. I look at chairs from Brazilian furniture designers and it makes me happy. Like little <laughs> tiny things. I water my plants outside. Nice. Whatever. What do you do, Leash? Well, every, I garden. I love to garden. Um, I love to spend time with my dog. Oh yeah, my dog. Um, that one. I like to paint. I, do, I like doing creative things and and being alone with myself, or like building things out in my workshop. Hmm. I like very um, alone creative projects exactly. where I can sort of zen out. That's my meditation. Like I can't sit down on a yoga mat and meditate, but I can not talk to someone for like six hours and do something, you know, paint something or I don't know. I just sort of get lost in that. Mm. that's my that's my fun what do you do I do I, I I like to do meditation like real you know I do meditation in the morning I like to do I like to exercise and I have a lot of your same ones I like to sauna I like to feel good in my body you know like we usually watch something on tv for a little while and then I'll go to sleep exactly what do you like the to exact watch? Same routine. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell me you watch murder shows before you go to bed. Yes. Then, me yes. too. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> When's better time to do it? That's all I watch. Murder shows every day. Murder shows. Whatever. When we run out of those, we like right now I'm on Alone. Have you seen Alone? That new TV there's um on Hulu. You know, that series where like all these contestants go out to like Patagonia or wherever the hell. Oh, there's a new season. I don't know. I fall asleep, Uh, so it doesn't matter. I could could be on episode four for a month and it won't make a difference. I couldn't tell you what happens, but um, it's like that. Or um, there was a show Forged by Fire where they're making knives by hand. That was a good one, too. These are not murder shows. I hate to tell you. I know, but I ran out of murder shows, Uh, Gwen. That's what I'm telling you. I've watched them all. The library is bare. But when that shit comes on. 
number one. Do you have a good new one? Because I've run out too. Of murder shows? Yeah. Well, the, I, that one on HBO, you told me about it back in November, actually, about the, the son who was doing a documentary on his mother who was killed. Yes. I watched it. I told you Middle about Beach. that. Middle Beach. Middle Beach. No, no. Gwen, you told oh, me about okay. it. Okay. Okay. I watched that one. Murder at Did Middle you Beach. see Mayor of... Um, yes. Yeah. Did you like those Philly accents? Brad calls it, calls it Mayor of Winningham, um, <laughs> which I love. I just finished it. I love the accents. So good, right? So good. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've seen any murder show that comes on. I'm like the first customer. Down. Same. <laughs> Same. Sometimes they get a little harsh and then Anna gets upset. Like I watched the Ted Kaczynski documentary before bed and she was yeah. like, Kate, please. Yeah. And I was like, but it's so yeah. good. Hold on. Oh yeah. I, I find it so relaxing. I watch forensic files every night before I go to bed. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's New nice. seasons of unsolved mysteries on, <laughs> yes. on Netflix. I mean, come on. I can't wait. It's when the are best. the new ones coming? That was so good. And why were there only four, you guys? I don't know. But then a couple what came the back. They did like a like a little, oh, here's some more. And I had it's been like a year and a half. Like blue yep. balls from four <laughs> episodes. <laughs> True. Murder blue True. balls. It's a thing. Yep. All right. Should we take one more question? Yeah, let's yeah, do one sure. more. Hey, Kate and Leisha. This is Lauren. I live in Atwater Village in LA. Um, I'm a huge fan and an even bigger fan now that you guys have started this skater gang. Um, I've been rollerblading my whole life and even when it wasn't cool. So I listen to your podcast whenever I'm rollerblading in LA. So my question is, you guys have mentioned in the past, that there have been times where you haven't really cared for each other's partners. I currently really am having a hard time accepting my sister's boyfriend. He is opposite and aggressive about politics than I am. And probably you guys are, um, he's super immature and I just want to know how to deal with it and what to do because I love my sister and I just want to get past this. Thanks for everything you guys do. And I love you. That's a good question. What do you do when you don't like your friends, when you don't like someone's partner? What do you do? I stop hanging out with them. Do you really? really? (laughs) No, let's say it's like your best friend and she starts dating a total douchebag. So honestly, do you just hang out with her alone? Yes. Or, I mean, this is like in the past. I'm, I'm now, I'm, you know, everybody's married now to, to pretty great people. But like, honestly, I really feel it's like that, you know, that, you know, that AA saying, if you spot it, you got it. Like if, yeah, if you're triggered by someone, it's because you have that in you that's unresolved and you don't like it about yourself. So if someone's really triggering, I always think like, God, is there some ask, like, what is the aspect of this person that is bringing up what I don't like in myself? Mm. Because it's always, it's always that on some level. It is like, have you literally found that where you're like, Oh, it is me. And I have done this. And this is a quality I have. Yeah. It just, it's just hard to, because you don't, you don't equate it in the same way necessarily. Right. But it's like, or like show it in the same way. It doesn't come out of you the same way. Right. But if you're super, you know, if like this, this guy is a real dick about politics and you know, he's 
you know, he's inflexible. Maybe she has that same inflexibility and she just doesn't regard it that way. So it's super triggering in somebody else. Cause otherwise, like, I don't know. I always feel like if something doesn't, if someone is like, you know, sort of empirically annoying, but it doesn't really rile you up, then it's like, you probably don't have that, whatever that quality is, right? You're like, I mean, this person's annoying. I probably don't want to have dinner with them, but like, I'm not super triggered. And like, how am I going to get through this? I can't bear this person. Like when you're super triggered by somebody like that, it's deeper than just, I don't like them. They're obnoxious. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, very much so. For sure. Here's one now. See if you can figure this out. One of Kate's exes, if Kate wasn't, say I was coming over to see Kate, Kate wasn't back from like boxing or whatever. Okay. And then this person would start talking really, really quietly in the house and ask me if I (laughs) wanted like a cup of tea. It would be like, um, Kate's going to be back in a little bit. Um, do you want a cup of tea or, and I just wanted to be like, what is wrong? Well, like, why, (laughs) you know what I mean? Where somebody takes like controls the energy in the room to like this weird level where you're like, and it used to drive me crazy. Okay, so maybe what that's about what it that is. in me? Well, what so, am I, what's my problem then? But maybe what mm-hmm. it is is that you are triggered by someone who's controlling the environment of a room, who's uh, controlling a dynamic. <gasps> that's it. Do I do that, Kate? Because you know me. Do I control it? Wait a minute. No, but no, you don't, Leisha. But you have been mm. not 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 present girlfriend included at all. But in the past, you have been with people with strong personalities who I'm sorry are controlling, and so you finally got out of it. And you're thinking, I don't need any part of that, and so it actually repels you. But what Gwyneth is saying is that maybe that's quality I have. Like I control a narrative in a room. No, maybe uh, no, maybe maybe okay. just that that somebody controlling a dynamic in a room is triggering to you. So it's, it's presenting itself as she's whispering. So it's annoying me, but really the bigger picture is she's determining what the dynamic is because she's controlling it because she's whispering. Right. (laughs) Cause I had a girlfriend who was so moody and when she was moody, I mean, it would clear the, like if there was, if we were having like people over for dinner and maybe there was like, it could be 20 people at our house. And then this grumpy personality would happen and everybody would get scared. It was just kind of like, okay, well, do you want me to help you do the dishes? Or, and then she would go down and go to sleep. Oh. Like it was like parties over. Like it was sort of like this, you know, maybe I'm oversharing, but like, you know, I get it. Controlling the environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. But so in, in other words, like, so I think then the question would be like, why, why do you get into that dynamic in your romantic life? And, and probably just well, this girl, this ex-girlfriend of Kate's welcome was just to therapy for me. Birthing yeah, it up. No. <laughs> She's just unearthing it. I have this, you know, I'm almost, I'm turning 50 this summer. I've kind of, I've finally gotten through those controlling. I've, wow. I'm, that's what I was drawn to for so many years. And now I'm like, I have a beautiful, equal, lovely partner that like none of that happens. So it's like, it took me That's a minute, great. but yeah, it was, it was a habit that I kept falling into. It was right, a Kate? habit. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it was. Along for... My picker was off too, just on a different yeah. level, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. How many girlfriends have you guys lived Not through together? Oh, 
Oh. I'm a serial monogamist. I've been with each one has been like a good, like solid chunk of time in my life. I'd have had like four or five serious girlfriends. And I'm not a serial monogamist, but I feel like Leisha was around for a lot of flings or a lot of like, <laughs> I right? I would just like, watch, my, are, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. When, when is this wrapping up? But there were like two or three serious ones. But we love each other's partners now. It does take a minute to really figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I can honestly say I love your girlfriend. It feels great. I love yours. Like she's she's like family. Oh, yeah. you guys, that's so nice. I know. That's a big it's, deal. And it's, it also makes life a lot easier. Oh, socializing is so much more uh, easygoing considering. <laughs> that's so it nice. It's a lot of navigating when you don't like the other person's. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting too, because as you do get older and your circles get smaller, just because they do, because yes. you just suffer mm-hmm. fools less and you want to be with people that you're aligned with. And it's like when you have a great couple to be friends with and everybody has their own nice relationship and, and friendship, it's like, it's such a great thing. Right. It's a gift. You have that, you have that too, don't you? I do. With I like have it with a few people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. I mean, it's a real gift. I love it. It's so healthy and refreshing and easy and just open and you look forward to it. There's no bullshit. Well, it's like time well spent, you know, it's like your quality time with people you love. And nice to be around other good couples that affirm what it means to be in a good marriage, you know? Precisely. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like something to aspire to almost. Yeah, I feel like I've weeded out a lot as I've gotten older. But like you said, that just comes with it. That's just mm-hmm. a part of getting older. I like it, though. It's it's like you don't you realize you don't have a lot of time for all the other bullshit. So it's just quality. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Lisa, have you ever been married? Um, I have not been married. No, I had a domestic partnership you before it was legal. Well, but you couldn't get married back then. No, but that so was I like the that. version of marriage. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I've never, you know. Never had would a you, wedding or... Would you do it again? Would you do it or would you do it? Uh, yes, but I w- it would be a very like serious conversation. And I don't know. I see what comes with it and what... I really understand the commitment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And my I come from a family where my parents were married until my mother passed away. And my, you know, for, and my grandparents were all together till the end. And so like, I understand same as, what same it means. Same as me and Kate. That's what we had as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love being married. I love it. It's, it's great. great. It is, isn't it? You're just like, oh, done. I should look into it. It's pretty great. I recommend. Great. With the right person, it's pretty fabulous. Well, yeah. With the wrong person, it sounds like hell. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've, I feel like I, I've done it both ways. And, uh, and yeah. when it's right, it's great. Yeah. yeah, it's just like when you really want the same things and you're mm-hmm. um, really good friends and... You know, it's amazing, like the little things in a marriage that give you, give it fuel, you know, it's like, I know it's so dorky, but it's like, we both love to eat the same stuff. Like we always want to go to the same place for dinner inexplicably, or like, we always want to go for a hike. We always want to like, you know, we, we just, we kind of like, we dress alike. Like it's weird. We, we just sort of, it's very I feel like, e- a, I feel like a gay relationship. <laughs> 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 you've merged that's what we call it so it's like merged. when two lesbians start looking the same you're, you're like, like oh boy <laughs> oh boy because we share each other's wardrobes that's our problem in gay oh. relationships yeah is that and annoying then you start to, 
No, it's it's actually really convenient. Like my t-shirt collection isn't as great as my girlfriend's. So I'm always in hers. But then I start then like if you see a side by side, like it's like she's also blonde. And then it be, can become sort of like, oh, they look and then, you know, you get the typical guys like, are you guys sisters? Are you guys related? You're sisters, right? You know, and you're like, no, but you just know you're starting to look alike. It's a very strange thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas you and your husband can dress alike, but you yeah. look very different. Yes. But like, sometimes we'll be like, okay, I'm going to take a quick shower. Like I'll meet you in 10 minutes for dinner and we'll come out and we're literally both wearing like a blue button <laughs> down and like green, exactly. army green pants and black boots. I'm like, what That's is really this? Funny. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anna, this past weekend we were going out to dinner and Anna was like, can I wear this jacket? And she came up the stairs and I was like, what? And then it turned out I had the exact same jacket. <laughs> and I was like, we want to, we have to flip a coin. We have to decide. We both can't do this. And I let her wear the jacket and I was like, it's fine. I don't need it. But that's the gate like the gays. That's what happens. Well, obviously the straights too. They're having the same problem. I know when that happens, did you get like the, if you wore the same outfit, does, do you make one of you go change or do you nope, like, let's, we just, let's go. We just go always <laughs> matching. It's <laughs> really cute. Fuck it. That's super cute. Oh my cute. God. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. I heard a guys, podcaster, the new jury duty to be asked to do a podcast. <laughs> like, oh God. So I thank you like, for doing this. Of course. I'm so honored and it was really fun. You guys are so you good. You give great advice. You really you do. do give great advice. Uh, I told Leisha that. I was like, she's like, gives really good advice. I was like, yeah. I look forward to hearing what she has to say. It's yeah, going to be different from awesome. how we approach it. I love the format. It's so nice to be answering questions that are relevant to at least one person. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Don't you, don't you find interviews boring? Yeah, because- it's true. Sometimes they're good. Like sometimes people are really good and like if they're really, really good, good at stuff. it. Yeah. yeah, we're not. We're terrible. That's at not it. the case terrible. here over here. That's so. not. Yeah, that's not. This is working for us. We did. We it. tried to be like little Howard Stearns, and we were like, "This is like, not happening." <laughs> oh, I do God. not want to fucking research them this much. It's no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's that too. You have to like prep the research now yeah, and like find something like clever that maybe they don't get asked about and think Mm-mm. to yourself, "I don't give a shit." I just don't. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> well, thanks again. Really. You're welcome. That was awesome. It was so Thank nice you. to see you. I love you, Kate. I love you, Gwenny. Thank you so much. And My maybe pleasure. one day we'll see each other in person. Yeah. Sometime we will. soon. I'm going to text Please. you about dinner. Please do. Okay. Love okay. to the fans. Thanks. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Leisha Haley, produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. 